Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Sports Library Podcast. I'm your host, Samson George, here at Sports Library, and we are joined back again with Jonathan George, who's normally always here, except last week, last podcast, he missed it. How are you doing, John? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's, how's your day been? Good. Good. That's good. That's good. And we also have a new guest on the uh, podcast today, his first episode on the Sports Library Podcast, Cameron Taylor. He's a writer for Sports for Sports Library. Uh, Cameron, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me uh, today, Samson and, jo- and Jonathan. Um, I'm all right. You know, I just got hit with this crazy college football news and excited to hopefully talk about that today. Why don't you let everyone know a little bit about what you do for Sports Library? We know you're a writer, but, you know, what sports do you specialize in? And, you know, just a little bit about you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I am uh, from Columbus, Ohio, so I'm a huge Buckeye fan. Uh, I follow college football and the NBA the most closely. And I've written a few articles about college football, the NBA. Um, yeah. And I also read an article about golf. Um, I follow, like, any – any and all sports. I'm a huge sports guy and uh, excited to have sports back after a long, a long, long time inside uh, without anything really exciting, mm. exciting to have uh, sports back. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah, finally got the NBA uh, starting up for a while. It's been up for a while. We got baseball that's been back. And, you know, you were about also the NHL playoff is starting also today. Yes. Yes, it is. So, yeah, it's a good Good time to be if you're a sports fan. You got plenty of sports to watch, plenty of good games. We also got to – Cameron just wrote his article today on the top games for today. So make sure you guys go check that out. And you guys can go check out, like, all his articles on Sports Library if you want to get to know what Cameron does on the website and specifically see his stories. But, yeah, thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Jonathan, for both of you guys for coming. And, you know, let's get right into it. So uh, the first topic – Pretty easy, pretty general. It's just on the podcast is with the NBA coming back and all this. I think this is the second week the NBA has been back. Is it second or third week? Um, I think this, this would be the third. This would be the second full week, but starting Thursday will be the third week, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it started on the 30th, the 31st, which was a Thursday. So, yeah. Yeah. So, our last podcast we recorded on Friday. So, I guess we can just look at the. Uh, scores and like this a recap of from what happened on Friday till Monday and we can we can like make prediction predictions on today's games. Uh, Cameron or Jonathan, one of you guys can go. But uh, what games interested? What games are you interesting from Friday to Monday? Um, so I'll let you go ahead, Cameron. Um, I was definitely watching that Mavs Bucks game that went into overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an exciting game on Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Um, Luka Doncic is continuing his exceptional play in the bubble and mm-hmm. really played well down the stretch at the end of the game. I think a lot of people, if you're a sports fan, you saw that uh, viral highlight of him pa- uh, passing between his legs. For mm-hmm. That was a really good assist. Yeah, for a teammate to get an assist like under two minutes left in a tight game like that. Um. Yeah, that was against the, the against the Bucks were also a yeah. really really great de- defensive team. Also, yeah, a very good defensive team, the best team, the best record in the league, 
probably have the uh, presumptive MVP winner this year. Um, yeah, and then also, I guess you can't also not mention uh, Damian Lillard's weekend going off for 51 and another close win for the Trailblazers after, and then bouncing back after losing a close one to the Clippers. Oh, yeah. So, just been watching uh, a lot of basketball. And then um, also, are, is this, sorry, is this just about basketball or just like any like sports events this weekend? Oh, just, you know, specifically just the NBA. We can get into more all the leagues and just yeah. a little bit. But, John, have you seen what were your thoughts on uh, that? What were your thoughts on the whole Damian Lillard and Paul George and Patrick Beverly thing with the whole, you know, Patrick Beverly and was like seen kind of laughing at Damian Lillard when he missed the two free yeah, throws to take the lead. So I'm talking trash about him, like you're gonna mess it up, and then yeah, that was crazy. So I like the Denver Nuggets and then the Utah Jazz. That was a crazy one. Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets. That was yeah, a, that was a thriller. Good that was a thriller. Second overtime, and then Mavs was also close. Yeah, I think every game was close except our team, my team. The Thunder. Yeah, we're Thunder fans. Oh, we lost yeah. the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that Phoenix. And we lost against. And we also lost against Memphis. Yep. Not good. Not good games for to be an OKC Thunder fan. Grizzlies also was a, not a, even close. It was not even close. Ninety-two to one hundred twenty-one. Sad. And then the Suns also blew us out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see here. The Mavericks, they beat the Jazz yesterday. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any sort of surprise. Lakers finally got a win after three straight losses. Oh, yeah. We yeah. saw that. Lakers, Nuggets. Oof. That was a good game last night. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma coming up clutch at the end. That play, I really like the way they designed that play also. Yeah, that was a nice, well-drawn-up play. Um Get LeBron kind of as a decoy running away from the action and get mm-hmm. defense's focus. And then yeah. just a nice little rub action with AD and Kuzma. Yeah, I mean, so I was surprised that they didn't go with LeBron on that play. Yeah. When Kyle Kuzma got out, I was like, oh no, but he actually made it, which is good. Yeah. Because Kyle Kuzma is one of those players which, like, I like, but I don't know if I trust him to make the game winning shot, but he did, so that's really good. And mm-hmm. because Nuggets almost had a chance to come back, didn't count. And he hit it over Bobo, right? Yeah. Yeah. The over, rookie. Over a seven footer. Yeah, he hit it over him. By him. The rookie. That was very. That was a really clutch shot. That yeah. Celtics beat the Raptors on Friday. Grizzlies beat the Thunder. The Clippers beat the Trailblazers, hundred twenty-two to hundred seventeen. The Nuggets and Jazz game you were talking about that that went to overtime. Second overtime. Was the Nuggets always uh, winning that game, or do you like like kind of close throughout? Yeah, it was kind of. So I don't know who had the lead in the beginning. I know they had a comeback, and then they were getting points back and forth, and then second overtime. Yeah, I don't know who Mavericks. had the lead. I don't know who had the lead. Yeah. Mavericks beat the Bucks. Pacers mm-hmm. beat the Lakers on Saturday. Yeah. Sunday's game. Oh, wait, no, Thunder beat the Wizards. I forgot we played the Wizards. Yeah, yeah, we beat them. So we won. We got the revenge. Yeah. So we beat the Wizards. Which, I mean, the Wizards are the Wizards, so it's, we didn't really beat a crazy good team. They lost so, two good players. 
Uh, Cameron, who is your favorite team? Um, I, I'm a huge LeBron fan, so right now it's mm-hmm. the Lakers, whatever team he's playing on. Um, and so to see the Lakers uh, win a close game last night was pretty good. Um, but they've definitely kind of been up and down throughout the um, bubble. What was your thoughts on them losing three straight? Were you guys getting a little worried, or what was your thoughts on that? Um, I, I wasn't trying to take too much out of those losses. I mean, yeah, like you want to win every game you should win or every game you can. But I, I trust LeBron that he's going to turn it on as we get closer to the actual playoff stretch. And, like, uh, last last night was, like, these last few games have been, like, the best games LeBron's played in the bubble. And um, I just think the team's just – they've had four or five months off. They just needed to – Get some legs under the legs under their belt. Um, get back into the rhythm of stuff. Like, um, just get used to playing a high intensity basketball again. And I think they're getting wrapped up and ready for the playoff playoff run. Yeah, they're going to be <gasps> already clinched the first seed in the West. They're looking to maybe play. I mean, the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers and the Suns. Those three teams could easily take that eighth seed. Mm-hmm. For the Lakers to play against the Lakers, I think the closest series I see for that first round for the Lakers to play would be if they played against the Trailblazers. I feel like yeah. if they beat the Grizzlies, it'd be too easy. Suns might make it close, but not really that close. I think Trailblazers are yeah, that good just, team that makes it interesting. It's also the Trailblazers' size matches up well against Anthony Davis, and then mm-hmm. also their guard play with. Out Avery Bradley, the Lakers are very thin at the guard position, and Avery Bradley was also their best defender at the guard position. And so having two a two-headed monster and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, and then also Gary Trent Jr. coming off the bench, that would be that could cause a lot of problems for the Lakers perimeter defense. I'm surprised we've not seen J.R. Smith come out for the Lakers. He's been on has he played or has he still always been on the bench so far? He's played a couple games here and there, like a few minutes, um, kind of just to give, I think it was KCP or um, Alex Caruso some rest. Um, but, yeah, he's he's kind of still on the end of the bench. He, you might see him in maybe t- uh, high, high intense, like, crucial situations just because he has that experience. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of a use a last resort kind of guy. Um, they've been giving more minutes to Deion Waiters, trying to get him back in shape and back in playing. Um, and he actually looked really good last night. It was, I think, his best game as a Laker as well. Deion Waiters? Yeah. He's a former Heat and Thunder, right? Thunder, yep. Heat, a Cavs player. I think he's been on a ton of teams. I remember liking him when he was on the Thunder. I also... He was he joined the Lakers when like Avery Bradley left, right? Like he's supposed to be Avery Bradley's replacement. He joined right before the season uh stopped. So he joined like I think off of waivers. J.R. Smith took Avery Bradley's spot. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. J.R. Smith, yeah, okay. But yeah, yeah, those three games I didn't also I also didn't really think anything much of those three games that they lost, right? I was also I got also a big LeBron fan, so I was also like once LeBron gets into his playoff mode, like we've seen what he does when he was with the Cavaliers, 
Mm-hmm. He can take really any team to the finals. He took yeah. the Heat, he takes the Cavs. So I'm not worried about them really at all. These are just yeah. now like just meaningless games to them because they already got the first yeah. seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once they clinched, they were kind of like, all right, like it'd be nice to win these games, but they're just kind of coasting, um, trying to just get their rotations. I think they're really experimenting with the rotations. You're seeing Markeith Morris play more than he usually does. Um, and just different kind of lineups to get people equated and, like, used to playing with each other on the court. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Lakers, yeah, yeah, and just no, I don't really see any problems with them. Clippers, I still also don't have any that much problems with them. Any, like, obviously we know the Phoenix Suns are doing really good, and we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into the Phoenix Suns a little bit later on the podcast, but any other teams, like, that are surprising you guys? That are doing really well this bubble. Mm, nope. What about the Eastern Conference? Heat are the fourth seed. That's actually pretty good for them. I'll, I'll, I'll say maybe Toronto. Like Toronto is still just a very solid team, even without Kawhi. They're showing mm-hmm. that they um, have a lot of experience winning the championship last year, and they are still second in the East. They've separated themselves kind of from Boston and Miami who are in the three and four spot. And uh, they can really play with about anyone. Um, Siakam, Kyle Lowry, they're playing very well in the bubble. And they'll be a, a good team uh, once playoffs start. And they'll, they'll be a hard out. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that post? I don't know if y'all saw it. It was like, when LeBron leaves the Cavs, the Cavaliers are like a glorified G League team. And then when Kawhi leaves the Raptors, they're the number one two. They're the second seed. It's like there's levels to this. <laughs> oh, I don't saw that. I mean, I people are trying to compare LeBron and Kawhi, but that's like really – it's just – they're close, but people are trying to make them closer than it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but I'm also a big Kawhi Leonard fan also. But I just think it's a LeBron. Yeah, I mean, he Kawhi because of his load management, like you can kind of tell. Like the Raptors, like had to play like more than twenty games without him last year, and like they did pretty well, if not very well, in those games. Kawhi was absent, so they're just like a solid group. But Kawhi definitely put them over the top last year, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely helped them in that Philadelphia series, that Toronto series. And so it'll be interesting to see um, if they have enough still, if Siakam and Kyle Lowry can step up in those moments where they leaned on Kawhi. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I looked at a, a graphic, like, through 65 games, they have, like, one or two more wins than they did last year with Kawhi and, like, one less win than they had two years before they had Kawhi. So, like, they're just a solid team year in, year out. Um, great defensive team. Good organization. Great head coach. Yep, yeah. great head co- coach and Nick Nurse. Um, so yeah, they're just they're just a good basketball club. Yeah, I mean they the Raptors definitely have players. They got Siakam. That you, I like. I really like Siakam. Like, I think he's like really kind of underrated. Siakam's there. They got Lowry's there. Like they've got good players. Yeah, and just Kawhi Leonard's also that really really great talent. But I feel like the Raptors they're showing right now they're. They're good enough. They're still good without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's just doing his thing, and with the Lakers, Nuggets, 
with a team Nuggets. I never really expected them to do this good in the season before the season even started, but they were able to get the third seed. I uh, it's I I will say like a uh, breakout player I've been watching. I think a lot of people is Michael Porter Jr. Um, a lot of people had high expectations of him coming out of high school, and then he had that like back injury at Mizzou, and mm-hmm. kind of missed like most of, if not almost all of last year. And then this year, um, coming back from injury and then getting the chance to like play in the bubble, he's just uh, like gone off. Like, and he is very good from three. He's long and lengthy. Kind of reminds you of like a KD, like just a very tall forward that can um, dribble and play on the perimeter and then get to the basket and finish over top of guys. Um, he's helping that team a lot, I think, because they get. I think they uh, get stagnant on offense sometimes. I mean, they go through their, like, seven-foot center and Jokic as, like, a playmaker a lot. And also Murray wasn't playing the first, like, few games in the bubble. Um, But I think they'll definitely be a team to watch in the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, that's really – they could definitely be something crazy. Um, The Pelicans also – they got eliminated this past, like, cap, uh, against the Spurs. They lost, and they're now out of the playoff run. So, mm-hmm. they're out. so Zion's rookie season comes to an end. What do you What do you guys think about Zion's rookie season? We all we didn't really get much. To, we didn't really get to see him a bunch. But what do y'all think of him? He was a good player for the. He was trying hard. He was trying. He was trying his best to make it to the playoffs for his first time. And yeah. I think he did play good. He didn't play too bad as a rookie year. I mean, he's he's a high efficient like scorer, like shoots a really high percentage, plays in and around the basket. He he will definitely need to develop or incorporate a jump shot in his game. But I mean, he can live off of putbacks, running the court, getting alley oops, um, just being an athletic freak that he is, and trying to like overpower guys, but. It's also have to watch his weight and his conditioning because obviously the Pelicans as an organization is worried about that as they are trying to limit his minutes when they first when he first got back to the bubble. And we'll just have to see uh, how he does with uh, managing his weight so he can play more minutes and get and play more games because when he's out there, he is a difference maker for the Pelicans. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's can really take over if he goes like. Like if we like see college, uh, Zion, he can definitely take over a game. Do y'all think the NBA is still like I think John Moran should get rookie of the year, but do y'all think John Moran's gonna get the rookie of the year, or do you think the NBA because he's Zion Williamson and he had all this hype? Do you think the NBA is gonna give Zion the rookie of the year? No, I, he didn't play enough games and. Josh has been consistent the whole year, and if he leads the Memphis into the playoffs, that that's a great feat in of itself. Um, he's just a solid player, also gets teammates involved uh, with assists, and uh, he's very exciting himself. I mean, the his athleticism, his, his dunks, his highlights are uh, maybe not – not to Zion level because Zion's definitely in like almost a level unto himself, but Jaw's right there, just being an athletic freak. What do you think about uh, John? What do you think about Jaw Morant versus Zion? Who would you take for rookie of the year? John Morant definitely because he was a good player. He he's fast. He can dunk quickly. He can 
he can run forward some big people. Mm-hmm. He can make some good moves. He can break some of his ankles. Zion, he... Something still good. Drama ran. Drama ran better. And, yeah. What do you guys think about... Obviously, it's just us, their rookie seasons, but... What do you guys think about long term their their career? Who do you get? Is it too early to say who's gonna have the better career? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's too early because we have to see um, how Zion like grows into his body and like if he can even last a full NBA season. Because people have said that uh, he got hurt in high school. He got hurt at Duke. Um, he got hurt in summer league. And so he's missed a lot of games, and he has, a, he has to show he's capable of playing 70, um, 65, 70, close to 80 games a year, and then also a playoff run. Um, I don't have those same injury concerns with John Morant. Um, and, like, I think we've seen that guys like John Morant can be successful in the league, like athletic point guards like um, Westbrook. Westbrook, you got John Wall. I mean, he's he's had injury concerns too, but. Um, and then also the way Ja plays, he's just a smart uh, player who also gets others involved. And uh, but I mean, Zion is definitely the more exciting player and the probably the more difficult player to guard, just because he's such a freak and like in that body to be that fast, that big, that strong. Um, but I just I'm worried about uh, Zion going forward, uh, keeping him his availability, if he'll be able to stay on the court. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, Zion is definitely a really – like, I definitely like, like Zion's gameplay and, like, the way he plays the game and just the way he dominates the court. But, yeah, we still have to see if he can handle a full 82-game season. You know, I don't even think – like, look, like even some of the greats, they've not even finished, like, 82-game season. So we got to see, like, this, if Zion can, like, play a whole 82-game season before, you know, we start saying, like – oh, he's this crazy good player because he definitely has a talent and we haven't really seen much of him in the rookie season. So I definitely think his second, his second season is definitely going to be like an improvement from his rookie season. I really hope so because, you know, I just – the way he's built, I think he can definitely be one of the greats, you know, in the NBA right now, like be the future of the league because well, that's what everyone's saying. Like he is going to be the future of the league. But I still think there's a couple of players that could be, you know, take over LeBron's spot when LeBron decides to retire, but, you know, we'll still see with uh, Zion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I guess, we can just finish it off, I guess, with the whole NBA topic by, like, I wanted to do, we can just do, like, predictions for these games. So, the Rockets are right now playing the Spurs, and they're losing 78-98. to And it's 11 minutes in the, well, now it's 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. Who y'all, do you think Spurs are going to get this surprise win? They could. They could. I I mean, it's looking like it. I mean, what is it, a 20-point lead still? Uh, yeah, se- well, 17-point lead and only just 10 minutes and 48 seconds. So, but the fourth, it's crazy. I, I mean, again, that's another – this this 8-9 seed race is becoming uh, very exciting, even without the Pelicans. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Greg Popovich, uh, arguably one of the best coaches in NBA history. Like, you can't really count him out. And he's got his guys ready, and um, they're right there with Portland. So it's really just going to come down to who, who, who can, uh, who can finish off the season strong because Portland has some tough games with Dallas, with Dallas tonight, 
and then they have Brooklyn, I, I believe, their last game. And then Phoenix has the 76ers in Dallas to finish the season. So it's really just going to come down to who, who wins who, who wins more and loses more games because it's really going to separate. It's going to be like a half a game that separates all three teams. And it's crazy that there's only eight games to play, and it's coming down to the eighth seed. And these, yeah, like like you said, Cameron, like these, it's going to come down to like the very end, these last couple of games, and who can finish the strongest between these, uh, the teams looking outside in trying to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah, I think we all, yeah, I'm also going to take the Spurs right now. They're winning 101 to 85. But, you know, Rockets can do, like, a whole three-point range hour and just take over this game. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, the yeah. Nets beat the Magic 108-96 to already. What are y'all thoughts on that? Uh, this Nets team is surprising in the bubble. I mean, from what, like, I, I've paid attention more to, the te- to their players that weren't coming to the bubble and how they kind of had to sign people, like, just mm-hmm. to have enough players to fill the team. <laughs> But they're still playing really well and together, um, and they've actually moved up in the East Eastern uh, Conference into the seventh seed, um, and so that's been a surprise to me. Um, but yeah. I mean, I don't think they're they're still just focusing and uh, preparing for next year when they get Katie and Kyrie back, and they'll definitely be a dangerous team next year. Yeah, that duo is. That duo is going to go crazy with KD and Kyrie. I was really hoping we got to see him this year, you know, but KD's injured and Kyrie also got injured. Or what, was, what was Kyrie's deal again? They both just didn't want to rush back from injury. Like Kyrie, also Kyrie wanted to focus on like stuff outside of basketball and was one of the leading players to argue against playing a season. But, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. So yeah, but um, they'll be ready next year, and yeah, they'll uh, I, yeah, they might that, be the they might be the early favorites to win the East next year. Yeah, definitely. Like over the Bucks and all, I I would I think I would take the Nets over the Bucks. Um, yeah, imagine, uh, we got the Suns and Seventy Sixers playing at three thirty Central Time. Uh, what are y'all? Uh, pick on that. Do y'all think the Suns are going to keep up this undefeated record or 76 are going to end that? John, why don't you go? Okay, so I'm going to say the 76ers are going to end the Phoenix Suns undefeated record the, because because in Orlando bubble. They're going to end so they're going to end their the Phoenix Suns undefeated. That that you know, normally I would agree with you. I normally would always take the seventy. I would take the seventy six over the Suns, but this Suns team is looking very different than what I was expecting to see him in the bubble. Devin Booker, I also like really like Devin Booker, but I was not expecting him to go off like this. He's having a great bubble like season. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Suns because uh-huh. they're just on fire right now. But you never know. I'll have to agree with you, Samson, because um. 76ers, they lost Embiid their last game in the first quarter to an ankle injury, and obviously Ben Simmons has been shut down for the year. I mean, the 76ers still have uh, Tobias Harris and Al Horford, but um, I think the Suns just have the momentum there. They kind of came in. A lot of people didn't believe, like, why were they even invited? Like, they don't really have a shot, but um, they are making the most of their opportunity. They're playing with house money. They 
have nothing to lose and uh, they're giving teams their best effort every night. And Devin Booker is just playing out of his mind. He, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but like late in the shot clock situation, he just fired from near half court and drained it like a mm-hmm. 40 footer. Against uh, the Thunder, right? Was that Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I saw that highlight. He's hitting from everywhere. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm picking the Suns in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, like injuries on the 76 years are going to cost them this game. And like you said, like Suns, they have nothing to lose, but like everything to gain. Like they're just on fire. They're keeping up the momentum. Honestly, if the Suns could sneak into the eight seed, which I it definitely could happen possibly, but like if that had happened, that would be really crazy. I'd be because rooting for the Suns all the way then. If Sixers like shocked, like if, because because it may be a close game, because it may be a blowout, it could be a close game. We'll come to the wire and then. Somebody will have to hit a three. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If Suns make, I'll be so surprising. You'll be surprised if the Suns win. Yeah, if the Suns go to playoffs, I'll be surprising. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, no one really expected them to go to playoffs, but yeah. with, with the way they're going right now, I mean, you never know. Yeah, you will never know. Yep. Okay, let's go to the Celtics and Grizzlies. At four o'clock on ESPN, what are your we all predict who's gonna win that one? So I'm gonna say Boston. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you? Why are you picking Boston? Because Boston has some good players. Also, they have Jason Tatum. They have Marcus, Jalen Brown, John Brown, Marcus Smart, <laughs> and they have different like because they have like a lot of good players they have on, on their team. Yeah, I'm going to also agree with you, John. I think I'm going to go with the Celtics again. Even though I like John Morant, I think the team as a whole, the Celtics have and the way the Celtics play, I think they could definitely get the win. I think they could get the win pretty easily also. I don't think this is going to be close. It might be like a 10 to like 15 point win. I don't think it's going to be that close. I just think it all comes down to uh, like as the – Seeding games wrap up on uh, Friday. You're starting to see teams resting their starters or starters not even playing in the fourth or the second half of games. Mm-hmm. Kind of like at the end, like the normal end of a season once you've gotten your seed, gotten your place, if you've made the playoffs already. So Boston's pretty much entrenched in the third seed in the East. So they really have nothing to play for in this game. And Memphis has everything. They have Portland right on their heels. They have, Sac- they have San Antonio and Phoenix all within a game of them. And so it's very important for Memphis to win this game and keep keep uh, the pressure on the other team so they can stay in that eighth spot. Because I feel like if Memphis losing this, loses this game, then it's not even – I think it's a very real possibility they fall out of the eight and nine spots and miss the playoffs entirely. So I just think the urgency the Memphis will play with tonight but, I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, the Boston Stars could play the whole game. And if the Boston Stars play the whole game, then obviously I'll pick Boston. But I'm still going to give Memphis a, a, a decent shot tonight. Yeah, yeah. Grizzlies definitely need the game more. And, you know, the Celtics, yeah, yeah, like you said, like, they're more con- – like, they're good in the East. And if the – yeah, like, yeah, like if the Grizzlies do lose – they they could just give up. They could be giving up their eight seed. So they definitely need to win more. But I don't know. I think I might just go still with the Celtics just because I trust the Celtics a little more. But so, Sam. So, Sam. So, Sam. Mm-hmm. If, 
So if Celtics, no, so if Memphis win, could they clinch it or no? No. I don't think anyone's going to clinch the 8th seed till the last couple of games. Well, they have to play. There's going to be a play-in series no matter what because um, the 8 and 9 will be separated by by less than four games. But mm-hmm. if Memphis is the 8th seed, they only have to win one game out of two. And the ninth seed has to win both games to make it into the eighth spot. Oh, okay. That's gonna happen this Friday, like this weekend, like starting Saturday or Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we can go to your pick for the top game for basketball today: Trailblazers versus Mavericks. What do y'all uh, predict? Who's gonna win this game? I'm gonna say Mavericks. Nice. Oh. Why why are you going with Dallas? Because Mavericks they have Seth Curry. They have Seth because they have Seth Curry. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. and they have what's Luka. the other guy? Yeah, Luca and what is it? Przingis. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the big dudes and they have Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm also I'm gonna agree with you. So I'm gonna go with. Dallas, this is a really tough pick because Trailblazers, we know, are really good. Mavericks are also really good. And it comes, like, I again, it comes down to Damian Lillard versus Luka Doncic. And right now, Luka's averaging 29.1 and Lillard's averaging 29.3. But uh, Luka beats Lillard in rebounds and assists. Luka is averaging 9.5 rebounds. While Lillard's only averaging four rebounds, so he's doubling um, how many rebounds Lillard's getting. So I think I'm gonna go with Luca, even though you know this is you know Luca's second year only. He's who I think is gonna be the future of the league. So I think I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> I trust Luca a little bit more, even though we've seen you know Damian Lillard hit clutch shots in like big time moments. I think I'm still just gonna go with the Mavericks plus the. Mavericks, I mean, you know, wait, because the Trailblazers are the ninth seed, so they're gonna want the game more. I'm, I, I'm gonna stick with Dallas still. I'm gonna <laughs> go with, I'm gonna pick the Dallas Mavericks are gonna win. I predict, I think it's also gonna be a really close game. Yeah, yeah. I uh, picked this as my game of the day for the NBA. Um, like you guys been talking about, Dam- Damian Lillard's like been playing out of his mind in the bubble. Like fifty one his last game, he's averaging thirty three points and nine and a half assists per nine and a half assists per game since since the start of the bubble um but i just think uh the mavs are gonna be too much with luca and Przingis, and like you said even the three-point shooting of hardaway and curry um and they have boban can never forget about boban uh and uh I predicted a, a close, like, I have the Mavs beating the Trailblazers by one point. I think it will come down to the last possession. But uh, mm-hmm. I just think, I, I don't think Lillard can get it done every time. But he's going to try. He'll have a chance late. But I just don't think, I think they come up short tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really close game. That that definitely is the game to watch today. If you're watching, oh watch an NBA game today, that's the game you should check out. Uh, last two games we got Pelicans and Kings. Zion is like sitting out this game. Brandon Ingram sitting out. So I think I'm still go with the Pelic. Yeah, I think I want to go with the Pelicans, even though 
like Zion and Ingram still staying up. Lonzo is going to be there. So I think we're going to – I'm going to go with the Pelicans to beat the Kings. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say the Pelicans are going to win it. I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I think uh, the Kings, like you said, like Zion, Lonzo, I mean, I think the Pelicans might only have Brandon Ingram. But I think the Kings with De'Aaron Fox, um, they've been playing really well in the bubble. They just didn't really have a chance. Um, they played They played a pretty tough schedule, played some good teams. But um, I think they're going to take the opportunity to get a win, uh, one of probably their last win of the season, get to 30 wins on the year, and uh, try to – help start close out their time in the bubble and look towards the future. Yeah, this is, yeah, definitely. They're not, they're already eliminated. So they're not playing for any playoff team. Both these teams aren't playing for playoffs. So it's just, who's just going to play it safer and who's looking to, you know, look forward to the future, the 2020 season. Um, and lastly, you got the last, the night game tonight. Also Bucks. the Bucks and the Wizards. It's Bucks. Every day of the week, twice on Sundays, doesn't matter who plays for the Bucks. The Wizards are the worst team in the bubble. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Well, I will say the Bucks are coming off of two losses. Two, oh yeah, against two good teams. Both Texas. Don't think it's gonna affect them. It's the Wizards, but I think I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Also, this is an obvious choice. Choice against the Wizards. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bucks because hey. Washington has no chance. Yeah. Milwaukee has a better chance. Milwaukee, they couldn't. They're going to win it. Yeah, they're, the Bucks are just going to be able to sweep them. They're, sorry, the Wizards, any Wizards fans, but I don't I don't think they're going to end up winning this game. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts on these past these games that happened? Any last thoughts on the NBA in general? Um, nope. No. Yeah, I think definitely happy to have the NBA back. It's really good to see the NBA back and seeing all our favorite players and stars go at it against each other. That Mavericks and Trailblazers game, that's going to be good. Okay, so we got, let's go to the next uh, topic here. Switching gears to college football, which we don't normally talk about college football on this podcast, but we got some big news happening today. Uh, the Big Ten, I believe, has canceled their season. Pac-12 has canceled their season. So question is really, is there going to be a college football season this year? SEC is going to play, but what are your thoughts on college football happening? Yeah, I mean, um, that is the, the question that has been on every, every college football fan's mind now since the news came out, um, since the rumor started, honestly, this weekend. Um, that uh, <clears throat> that they were looking to cancel and the Pac-12 would soon follow. So now it's on the, the conferences in the South where they uh, they care about football, you could say more, care about college football more in the South and the South uh, Southeast. And um, it will just be interesting. I mean, they, they definitely all want to play. It's just if – uh, they can get their um, leaders and politicians to get behind their backs and help defend their need and desire to play. I mean, um, I think if they're left to their own, the SEC is going to find a way to play. 
They don't really care. Um, they always college football college football, high school football down there is just the thing in the South, and so um, they're gonna find a way to play. They're gonna find a way to play football. Um, it's just unfortunate. Um, the good teams up north in the Midwest and in the West Coast on the West Coast um, won't have a chance to play this play this fall and against these uh, other teams in the country. And I just feel bad if if the if what the SEC is playing the ACC or they're, if they're going to play and they find a way to do it that um, these other conferences, the Big Ten and Pac-12, are going to regret not playing and not uh, giving their best teams the chance to go out and maybe win a title or something. You just never know until you line up and play on the field. They set out these protocols and these safety precautions, and then they release a schedule. The Big Ten released a schedule last week, and within like within another within that same within a week a week's time, they end up canceling and scrapping scrapping the season entirely. And so I guess just a lot of stuff can change in a short amount of time, but um, just a sad day for uh, college football fans across the country. Yeah, like, like you said, like, the SEC, like, down in, like, Texas and all high school football, college football, that's – some people would argue it's bigger than, like, NFL football, especially, like, Texas high school football. It's really – it's really big down here. So it also raises the question of, like, if they do cancel the season for, you know, the Big Ten all, like – you're taking away those chances of a player, a star player, maybe having a breakout season. Like Joe Burrow even said himself, like if this yeah. happened last year, yeah, he would. He he's would definitely not being the number one pick. Yeah, he would lose. He would have lost out on millions of dollars. He probably would be like he said he'd be looking for a different job. Like probably wouldn't have continued his football career because he probably just wouldn't have had enough exposure. Wouldn't have had the tape against the best of the best. They had a very tough schedule last year. They run through it, go undefeated, win the title, win the Heisman. Like. You're taking that chance away from other teams, other players, just throwing one out there. Justin Fields at Ohio State, they had a very good shot. They're preseason one or two in most of the polls, polls that just came out in the past week. Um, it's really between them and Clemson as the preseason favorites for the national title, and we will, we'll never know. It will always just probably uh, be something these players will kind of have a chip on their shoulders like we never got a chance to – see who was the best team, even if there's a champion crowned uh, this year between the three conferences that do play, I would still always be like, you guys didn't play the best of the best. Ohio State didn't get a chance to play against you. Like, you only got to play against the teams that were available. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. I know. You can continue. Like like you said, like, whenever you can take away, like, the players that don't get to play the 2020 season, they are going to have, like, kind of an edge of like we didn't really get you know to play a full 2020 season and I didn't like get a chance to like I'll just say Justin Fields let's say Justin Fields did have a breakout year than 2020 like we never we wouldn't know we, like we just won't know if he he maybe he takes over Trevor Lawrence as like a better quarterback even though Trevor Lawrence is most likely to be the number one pick yeah it's just crazy to think like it's great when you think about it like that it's just kind of crazy and then it also raises a question, like, do the NFL scouts, do they look at the 2019 season tape, or do they, like, you know, like, like where do you – because when you draft a player, you want to see, like, his re- most recent highlights, not, like, a yeah. year ago highlights. And that's 
again, that's why people come back to school. I mean, like, again, I just most I follow most closely Ohio State. So there are Ohio State players who came back this season to enhance their chances and enhance their um, chance to go up higher in the draft. And so now they have to stick with the tape that they have from the previous year when they felt that they've uh, matured and gotten better in the off season, and we're hoping to showcase that throughout a full seasons, uh, throughout a full season, and so like they're hoping to move up the draft board, and so again you're just costing people money and the chance to um, uh, fulfill their lifelong dream of making it to the NFL. There are a ton of players who could be in the later to mid to later NFL round, NFL draft rounds that. Uh, might go undrafted because they just they might have had a bad year last year but you never know they might have had a great year a breakout year this year and that's really all it takes is one breakout year of you putting up solid consistent film uh highlights and making plays and uh a lot of players will not have the opportunity this year yeah like joe burrow again like you know, you always uh, okay quarterback his first three seasons, and then last year just breaks out into this like possibly one of the best college quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I and, mean, crazy. one of the best seasons of all time, like like sixty touchdown passes, um, undefeated. Um, I think they played like five like top ten opponents, or they might have played even more than that, and they were just blowing out teams too. Like it was one of the best offenses of all time. Um, that off, yeah, that offense is crazy good, and it's just like the stoning players that like this was gonna be their senior like senior season. They're depending on this is the year that I might go to the NFL or I might not. Like mm-hmm. same thing with like high school football. When you look at high school football, like you have players who are who make like varsity freshman year but don't get noticed, and then sophomore year they're varsity but they don't get noticed, and then like. Freshman, sophomore, junior year, they don't get noticed. But then they're hoping their senior year they get noticed. But now it's canceled. It's like now you got to make totally different plans. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. It's just uh, really unfortunate. I mean, the best the best of the best, like, they'll be fine. The Justin Fields, the Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence's, like, they don't necessarily need to play another season. Like, they'll be a top five pick no matter what. But the guys who are middle of middle of the draft, the later rounds, like they need as many chances as they can to get highlights, make plays, just get their best product on the field and on tape so that they can be seen and scouts and teams can uh, know about them, hear about them and think about them. So it's really, I think, just going to be a, a disadvantage to like the smaller schools or teams outside of the power five because they're not on tv as much they're, they don't have as many eyeballs on them and then if you're if they don't have another season to hopefully like make standout plays it's just going to be even harder for them to get noticed and recognized so um and then they're talking about trying to play in the spring i mean i don't think that's still really a viable option i mean uh because yeah, cause if you play in the spring then you move the NFL draft back and then you just delay everything then. Well, also, if you play in the spring, then people are playing a whole lot of football in the same calendar year. Like, even if you come back to school, then that means you're probably playing six to eight, ten games, like, in the spring and then another 12 games in the fall. And then if you're playing, if you go on to the NFL, you're playing six to eight, ten games in the spring and then 
another 16 in the fall. That's just a lot of football mm-hmm. uh, for people to be playing. And then in the spring, I don't think it would be very good football. A lot of the star players will just choose to get ready for the NFL draft instead of playing um, a shortened, uh, condensed season that people are already kind of not really like that enthusiastic about because it's been postponed and canceled and kind of just thrown together. Um, and also, we still don't know. I mean, if they're really concerned, uh, if they're the reason they postponed or canceled it is because of coronavirus now, we still don't know what it's going to look like. In the spring, it, it could be better. Hopefully, it's better, but that's not a guarantee either. So, it could just be postponing it to postpone it and cancel it again in the spring. So, John, what are you, what do you think about college football with them canceling, you know, some conferences? Like, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's gonna be? A, do you think they'll be able to? Or do you think they'll postpone it and play a little bit later? Or do you think they're just gonna cancel the entire season? I think that I, like because because what's gonna happen? They're gonna postpone it and 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 then what's gonna happen? They're gonna play a little later, not like they're gonna still play maybe later. Oh, so you still think okay, yes, because you still think they're gonna play just a little, just postpone it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're we like A and M, so yeah, we the just... SEC is still playing, which is kind of good for us. But yeah, they use it like Ohio State, like their their season might be ending. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. any last thoughts on just college football and the big news? Like, that is pretty big. That's really big news just for college football athletes to hear. Um, um, I'll just say that um, college football, the college football players, they, uh, I, I believe they definitely need better representation because. If the players now, I mean, they are young adults, and so the presidents and commissioners believe they're looking out in their best interest for the players. But the players feel feel like they were not heard or represented in the discussions about them playing or not. And the parents of the players were also a lot more behind the players playing, and they they believe they're in a better situation on campus, constantly tested, constantly being monitored then being sent home back into whatever environment they're from where um, it could just be less safe than being on campus. And you're also held to held, held accountable by your teammates, your coaching staff. Um, so I just think college football will definitely be looking and hearing and talking about more a college, a college football players union. Um, so players have better representation and have like some – overarching like structure or organization that they can look to and hopefully lead them and be a strong uh, voice representing the players and what they want to do. Um, yeah. That way they, that way they have a say in all, like they have a say in like these things that way, like their voice gets heard also. And then also, I don't know. Um, a, a lot of Ohio state fans, the Ohio state com- community is very upset at uh, the big 10. And so I don't know if this might spark or start another conference realignment, but I wouldn't be surprised if if there's more talk of Ohio State leaving the Big Ten because they just feel um, – Ohio State's just one of those big national brands. They feel like carry the Big Ten. They win the Big Ten more years than not. They are the best team. Um, and – they have they have the, the conference's two most recent national championships. So 
Ohio State might be looking out for itself going going in the future. Um, it might look to play football elsewhere if they feel the Big Ten is not uh, adequate enough or up to their standard because they are the best team, the, the standard of the Big Ten, and honestly, they've been carrying the league for a long time now, and they might it might be time for them to make a change. Yeah, with the whole, like, hashtag we want to play. And like you said, like, the coaches were saying, like, they would def- they'll be more safer in the campus because, you know, they go home to, like, the players live in all, all around the country. So, like, they're just exposing themselves more to, like, the whole coronavirus. And also, I guess, you know, it's kind of like their version of the bubble because keeping everybody in the campus, that mm-hmm. would definitely keep, definitely see that helping them out and keeping the players safe. Like, cause that's what, that should be the main thing. It's especially with this whole virus going on, is just keeping everyone safe and figuring out a way if there's a way to play, but play safe. So it just this is not a good situation. But you know, hopefully we get a postponed season at the very least. It'd be this would be kind of annoying to, for them to cancel the entire thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Any uh last thoughts on just on college football in general? Nope. No, nothing that much. Yep. Okay, so since we are halfway through the topics and halfway through the podcast, I guess this will be a good time to do the ad for do and talk to you guys about Anchor. So Anchor is an app who sponsors this uh, podcast. Uh, you can use Anchor to download. You can use it to create your podcast, record it, upload it straight from your phone or laptop. Or iPad, so it really is universal on all sort, all uh, tech, like electronics. That it really makes it really easy for anyone to use. Uh, it puts your podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you know, really anywhere where you can find podcasts, it'll distribute, it'll post it over there. So that way, you know, you get more viewers to your podcast to listen in. It gives you stats on you know how many people listen to your podcast like every single day, which is good. good. If you're trying to, you know become a really big podcaster so definitely if you are looking to download the anchor app or if you're looking to make a podcast download the anchor app and thank you anchor for sponsoring this uh episode so anchor only gives us an hour to record so i guess we're gonna have to do a part two of this and i'll just combine them together so see you guys we'll see you guys in uh part two okay guys welcome back to part two of the episode nine of the podcast for the Sports Library Podcast. I'm here again with Jonathan and Cameron talking all sports and really what's going on in the sports world. So uh, going right into our next topic, we're back with the NBA. Um, how, with the Suns going undefeated in the end, so far in the bubble, how far do you see, realistically, how far do you see the Suns, the Suns team going? When are you guys can start? Um, not that far. Not that far. They're not gonna continue staying undefeated. I think they're gonna like, like end their undefeated record. And... You, think, you think they're gonna lose today? Also, you think they're gonna lose to the Seventy Sixers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see them going. Um, uh, you see them. You don't see them making the playoffs, right? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like it's definitely close. The races are definitely close. So anyone could really make the playoffs. I'd be surprised if the Suns made the playoffs, but with the way they're going, I they're just really just going off. Devin Booker's going off, so it was, I'm I'm yet to see a team that can slow them down. Really, what about you, Cameron? 
Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, I think they're just they're playing really well together. Devin Booker's playing uh, great basketball, and sky's the limit. I think they have a really good shot of uh, beating everyone's expectations and uh, maybe sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm gonna look right here at their schedule here, so we can see who all they have. So they're playing the 76ers today. Today, they got. Let's see here. They got 76ers, and then on Thursday, they play the Mavericks. So, I mean, I don't think that – I think the Mavericks could beat them. But the way the Suns are playing, like, I've seen highlights of them. They're really good. It's crazy. Um, I think they – I think they're going to finish these two games with a win. Mavericks don't really need the wins anymore, so I think they'll give one up to the Suns. And then I don't see them really going that far. Like, the Suns team, they're good. They got Devin Booker. They got uh, DeAndre Ayton. And who else? What was the other guy? They got, Cameron um, Johnson. Cameron Johnson. They got, yeah, they got Cameron Johnson. Kelly Uber, he's really good. Ricky Rubio also. I forgot that they got him. From the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Team that beat us <laughs> in oh, the yeah. two years ago. Mm-hmm. But, and Ricky Rubio was, for some reason, really good in that series. But... Before that, he was not that good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they got Ricky Rubio's on the Suns. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really see the Suns going that far into the playoffs, but definitely I see him winning these last two games and looking to build out the future, building into the future. Was it Draymond Green who said, like, Devin Booker should leave the Suns and go to a different team? I thought I saw I, it somewhere. I don't know who said that. I thought I saw somewhere. I think it's definitely after. I think it was after the Thunder win, or the Heat win. One of those teams that they beat us, or the Suns won. Somebody said like, "Hey, Devin Booker should leave the uh, Suns." I, I, mean, I, don't think, on, I don't think the Suns are gonna get rid of him. I think that was on Saturday or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see the Suns really getting rid of Devin Booker, that he's really their franchise. So, unless they drafted some crazy good player also. They're just going to need a new, like, they're going to need, he needs to, they need to get him more help, I think. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any thoughts on the Suns team, Cameron, that you got? Um, not nothing else that you guys said. Yeah, I think, yeah. Don't ex- yeah, don't expect super high expectations from them, but you know you never know the Suns team the way they're playing they're really good so we'll just have to see if they are able to make the playoffs because they are one game ahead behind the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. Let me check here. I believe they are one game behind. They're thirty-two wins. Yeah, yeah, they're tied with San Antonio and then one game behind. The Memphis Grizzlies and Portland Trailblazers. Okay, so any, uh, I guess, last thoughts on the NBA? And y'all want to just talk about really just sports in general, what's going on in like the sports world, any crazy games and uh, in baseball or hockey you got for us, Cameron? Well, I was just going to talk about briefly um, the PGA Championship over the weekend. It was the first major in golf. And uh, 23-year-old Colin Marikawa, he played exceptionally well over the weekend and won his first major tournament. Um, 
again, he's 23. He's only the fourth 23-year-old to win the PGA at that age, joining Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Jack Nicholas. Like three of two of two of the best golfers of all time, and um, honestly, like three world class golfers, um, all number ones. He this is only his uh, like this is the start of his like second year being a professional. He started last year, and he has three PGA wins in thirteen months. So I just think he is uh, a rising star in the sport and someone to definitely watch. Um, he went to Cal and was a four time All American. Um, he played the course before where they played this weekend, and uh, I think he definitely used that to his advantage. But he honestly just had some of like the the best shots I've ever seen. Like watching it live, um, his shot on sixteen, he drove the green, and then knocked down an eagle putt to take the lead, and he didn't look back from there. Um, he just has incredible poise, and um, He's just so mature for his age, and uh, I think he will definitely get to know Colin Morikawa over the next like decade in golf. He'll definitely be a name uh, in person, a guy to watch. Yeah, because we're not, we don't know much about golf, but would you say he's like the Mahomes of golf, like right now, like a young superstar? Um, I, or is I he not? How... Is he like reached that level yet, or what would you say? Um, so I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I feel like golf kind of just has that guy every year who's kind of new on the tour, quickly kind of finds his place and starts winning uh, matches, winning tournaments, um, or just constantly put, puts in good showings, makes a cut. Um, he made like 22 straight cuts, I think, to start his professional career on tour which is only second to tigers 25 straight cut or 25 made cuts to start off his professional career so he's just the stats and uh markings of like another future all-time great golfer but i mean he has to prove it this is only his first major uh he hasn't even played all the majors yet but um if he can keep it up he could uh definitely make a nice run um he just plays really good sound golf so I'd have to wait to say if he's the next Patrick Mahomes, but um, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's – yeah, like like you said, like, he's – you think he's someone people – for golf fans to when they're watching uh, golf to remember his name? I'm sorry, say it again. Oh uh, wait, like when like you said, like you think like people should basically just watch out for him. Like he's one of the best. Like he's a rising star. Yes, um, he put up. Uh, yeah, I mean, and this was like the best of the best. This field at the PGA was the first major, and for him to come out on top, and then he shot the best weekend score. Um, he shot a sixty-five and then a sixty-four the last two days of the tournament um, to win it. So he kind of came back came back from like the middle of the pack and just caught fire the last two days and uh, moved up the leaderboard and held on to win. So um, he has what it takes to win against the best of the best. And so we'll just have to watch him. And again, he's 23, so he can do this for um, a Tigers 44 and still on the tour. So another 21 years. So he has a long time, a lot of golf left. And this might be the start of uh, this might be the first in a long line of uh, 
impressive victories. Yeah, with golf, it's not like, like most of the time it's like basketball or like NFL. Like normally, you can kind of predict like okay, a player retires in their thirties or something. But golf, you can really play for a long time. Yes, you can, um, especially if uh, if you're lucky enough, like. Some of these guys are, I mean, a lot of them, they still go to college. And so, like, if you very good in college, like, you can kind of project or once you, be, once you become a professional. Um, like, one of the guys who finished at the top of the leaderboard was the 2019 uh, national champion in college golf. And so, like, he's quickly also um, playing well on the, on the tour. But, um, like J- Jordan Spieth was good in college, Justin Thomas. I mean, like a lot of some of these guys you can foresee or see them coming, but um, mm-hmm. they still still have to do it on the course. And uh, and it's just so talented. Like the tour is very talent rich right now that it's hard to even for like a Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy, they kind of have like a moment or like a spurt or like a, f- a couple years where they're really really good and then another guy's at the peak of his game and they run off a a bunch of uh wins in a row at these major tournaments brooks kepka won the last two pga tournaments back to back and was in contention on the final day and then just fell off so um it's very hard i think we won't really see another tiger woods just uh sustained run of dominance where every weekend weekend and week out um people are looking to him and watching him to see if he can finish it off or come back and win a, win a, win a tournament. But um, I definitely think uh, it'll just be, ex- it's just going to keep going, keep leading to exciting uh, finishes. Cause like the tournament there at one point, there were seven people tied for the lead with like three or four holes to go, which is just crazy. And so, uh, mm-hmm until this kid kind of separated himself, but just how good golf is right now. There's just a lot of great players. And with golf, is there like, is there like a draft? Like how do you go from college to like the PGA and like go into the tours? Like how does that work? So I believe while you're in college, you're technically an amateur or like an amateur. And so like you compete at the amateur, amateur level and then, I don't know for certain. I think you have to do like you have to do well enough on the amateur tour to then either get invited to the pro tour. I don't. I don't really want to put out bad, like bad information or like misinformation. But there's a certain process to where you kind of have to either be invited or you qualify to make the professional tour. So like you turn pro, and then from then on you can be on the pro tour. And because, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're good enough on the amateur tour, then like you're winning tournaments, you're constantly placing in the top. So that uh, your next step is to move up to the professional tour. Mm-hmm. So it's like sort of like a qualifying system where like the best of the best in college, they just get to go into the tour kind of something like that. I, I think it's it's something like that. It's probably more complicated or complex mm-hmm. than what I'm alluding to there's some kind of way you through your style of play like you will have to be good enough to be on the tour but yes you kind of go through college and then um, you might have to play a few tournaments or you have to qualify um, but eventually you can make it to the tour the professional tour 
And just with baseball, uh, any sort of interesting headlines going on in baseball, like any big news in the MLB? MLB, I mean, just been watching uh, how they're doing kind of a different route than the MLB the NBA or the NHL or the WNBA MLS, like a non-bubble format where they're kind of still allowing teams to play and travel. Um, they're kind of condensed it to like kind of regions or like you're like the same side of the country to try to help with that. But um, just watching how teams are navigating uh, players, testing positive. Uh, the Indians just had one of their pitchers get disciplined for um, – breaking like protocol he went out uh like on the town or something over the weekend so now he's being disciplined um but yeah just watching that and then the nhl like you said at the start uh that uh their postseason play starts uh one of the game the top game in that i'm looking at is uh the tampa bay lightning versus the columbus blue jackets the lightning had the best record in nhl history last year and ended up getting swept out of the playoffs by the Blue Jackets in the first round last year. And so it's a rematch of that first-round series this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out this year. The Lightning are still one of the best teams in the league, and the Blue Jackets just came out of a tough five-game series to qualify for the playoffs. Um, and the first game uh, this it's, play, it's, it's being played right now. The last time I checked, it was 1-1. Uh, mm-hmm. Still one one in the second period, so uh, those are that's what I've been like watching and paying attention to. Yeah, a lot of interesting, like yeah, the NHL playoffs starting up, MLB, their season still going on, NBA we got the bubble, uh, NFL, you know, like the preseason was canceled, but hopefully the regular, hopefully they find a way to play the regular season. Uh, John, any uh, thoughts you have on just NFL news? Anything crazy happened? Um, but I don't know. The Patriots signed some big guy named like Lamar Miller. They signed yesterday. Running back from the yeah. Texans. Yeah, they yeah they got him. Like they mm. got him for one year. I heard, and then mm. not in that much of the f- football. Man, I mm. know the basketball. They're starting on Monday. They're starting on Monday. The playoff starts. The NBA playoffs start on Monday. Yeah, they begin on Monday. Oh wow! Okay, that's oh yeah because. Only a couple of games left. This, yeah, they're finishing off the season, the eight-game season this week. So yeah, that would be really interesting. Finally, we got some NBA playoff basketball. We can see how that ends up going. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think we've covered really all major sports. I think you know we got some really we got a really good chat today. Just good conversation about what's going on in the sports world. Uh, so thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Cameron, for joining me today for the Sports Library Podcast. Thanks, you know, for coming out here, and thanks for you know spending some time working on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Samson. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, make sure you guys go go to Sports Library. You can check out me, Richard, Cameron's all of our articles. You can view the podcast also on Spotify. Uh, make sure, yeah, just make sure you guys go check out sportslibrary.tech. Got some good articles going up on there. Uh, if you want to be a writer for Sports Library or just want to help Sports Library out, you can just email us at sportslibrary11 at gmail.com. 
And yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Cameron, again. Thank you, Cameron and Jonathan, for joining me. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode, episode number 10. See ya. See ya. Bye.